Hi, this is Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media, podcast consultants, and your host for Note to Future Me. This episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 shutdown. We were in the 511 studios. I uh, had the great honor of talking with Rachel Brooks and Aaron Klein. They are the co-hosts of the Confident Woman podcast. Super neat story in regards to how these two women came together. They are not in business together. They have their own entrepreneurial, um, own solopreneur uh, businesses. But how they came together, how their uh, their experiences align with what they want to do with this podcast, and that is showcase how you can be a confident woman in business and in life and in your relationship with your your spouse or your significant other. And they do a great job of it, episode to episode to episode, uh, not bringing in anything about their business other than how they do conduct business through being confident women. And they also have a, a Facebook group that uh, they – it gives them strength. It gives them content ideas, but it's it's a support group for themselves as well as everyone in their Facebook group. So a great story there on how to develop one and how to be true to that Facebook group is uh, so you're not necessarily selling to them, but you're being who you want to be for them via your podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed, and I also hope that you're keeping safe and uh, keeping healthy and and doing the right things during this pandemic. We're going to get through it. And, uh, and and see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to be better for it. And, and I think we're, we're going to um, really do some great things on the other side of this. And I hope podcasting is part of it for you as well, too. Enjoy the episode. And if you need any more information about our podcast consultancy, please give me an email. Um, give me a call. Go to the website. Whatever you need to do, all that information is in the podcast show notes. I'm not going to bore you here with that uh, in the podcast. Enjoy the episode. Well, thanks for both of you for being part of the podcast. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. And uh, as I mentioned to you in our show notes, um, that I kind of want to go over some nonprofits that you guys work with. So okay. um, go ahead and I'll let um, Aaron start. Me start? Okay. Since you're on the right side. Since I'm here? Yeah, I'm, of me, exactly. Go ahead. All right. So just start with like nonprofits or? Introduce yourself and your business a little okay. bit. Um, uh, I will I will at the beginning of, of the show, of course, but at the same time, you're, you can explain it much better than I ever sure. will. So yeah. So I have spent um, 13 years in the network marketing space. Um, the past seven and a half years of that has been in travel. And that's actually how I met my husband. So that's extra benefits of certain things. So there you go. met my husband in, in Hawaii, actually. But um, And you're here. And he's from Nebraska. <laughs> I know. It's crazy how it all works. <laughs> things happen for a reason, I guess. Um, so we've been in the travel space seven and a half years. Um, we um, Basketball has always been a passion of mine since I was eight years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just in love with it. And a goal, big goal of mine um, was to always coach basketball because I love to do it, not because I had to get paid for it. Because you don't really make a lot of money coaching basketball right. anyway. So um, that was like one of my first big business goals, I guess, was just to coach kind of like a, a pay it forward kind of thing. Because I, I use basketball as an example for everything. I think a lot of my life lessons came from playing. And so that's just something that's a passion of mine. But most people leave those behind in high school or college. And that's sad to me. So it is. Really, I couldn't right. imagine not being around it. Um, so right. that's a passion of mine is just being around um, the gr- the girls that I coach um, is at a high school level, which I think is important because a lot of them I've noticed lack confidence and just the way they talk to themselves or just how they interact. It's just crazy. So I think it's I just love being in that environment so that they can see somebody that's gone out and maybe chose a different path or thinks outside the box or does things a little differently so that it kind of encourages them to be like, because I wouldn't put down anything these girls said that they wanted to do. If they were like, I want to put a Burger King on the moon, I'd be like, let's go. I'll be your investor. Like <laughs> That might be a stretch. I probably wouldn't invest in that, but, but I'd be very supportive. You know what I mean? Versus right, this traditional whatever. So, so travel, basketball obviously we podcast with a confident woman podcast and um gosh what else do i do i feel like it's one of those things and i'm gonna be a mom in five weeks (laughs) so i'm extra yeah that's insane i never all my friends family i don't think they ever thought i would be a mom because it's but it gives hope to people (laughs) 
Because I feel like if I can mom and raise a child and get through all this stuff, like there's hope out there. You're the poster child for moms to be. Exactly. If she can do it, anybody. For sure. Can do it. Okay. Because okay. I'm just terrified of all of it. And so I just got to <laughs> deal with it and get through it and and move along, I guess. And just, oh, yeah. Just doing all that stuff, wife, mom, business, just finding ways to like exactly. fit it all together. And yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is that if you're like in alignment with all the, with what you're doing, it does fit. Yes, it will. So, You'll make it fit mm-hmm, because exactly. all of a sudden priorities are going to change. Real fast. And you didn't even realize it's like, wow, oh, this is not important anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Rachel. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I do a lot of things, too. <laughs> that question, what do you do? It's like the loaded question. It's like, mm-hmm. well, which one do I pull out of the hat today? So I do a lot of things. But to sum it up, I my whole core message and mission is to really help women get fit from within And that's from um, just like everything I do is based upon like fitness and lifestyle and how to create a healthy balance between like mind, body, soul, kind of find a balance, um, especially with with being in the entrepreneurial space work. Um, I'm not a mom, but I have multiple businesses and being a spouse. So it's like, how do I find balance between those two things and still enjoy the things that I'm most passionate about, which is personal growth, development, travel, fitness, um, connection, like just creating and building. And I I love the entrepreneurial space because it gives me um, the opportunity to do and, and fulfill like the passions of mine, which is really to create. And that's such a great space for me. So right now I'm working on a couple projects, uh, wrapping up the finishing touches on my upcoming book, which is Chasing Perfection. And that is coming out hopefully May of 2020. And I'm doing a relaunch on building my brand for the I Am Athletics apparel line and obviously podcasting uh, for The Confident Woman. And so I have a lot of things that are going on and it's it's such a great outlet and great platform to showcase different sides of me and to give back to the community and to women to know that everything comes from within. And my whole mantra about like empowering women is that we have to first empower ourselves. So just everything that's kind of just like. All the things that I love to do, and that's in the entrepreneurial space, find something that you love to do, and how do you build a business and a brand around it? All right. Yeah, well, and I encourage everyone, go back, even though when we talked before recording, don't tell them to go back to episode one, but I think episode one is really a good starting place to hear how you met. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was intrigued by that as well, too. You guys are not in business together. You no. just accidentally met. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Yeah, so funny story of how I even came across Meetup. Well, first of all, we met at a Meetup, Meetup, so like Meetup.com. And the, <laughs> a professional Meetup. Meet yeah. right. right. So it wasn't just a random Meetup, but it was through Meetup.com. And I remember, well, so I'm not originally from Ohio. And so when I moved to Ohio, I felt like really disconnected and I didn't feel like I belonged. And I had somebody had mentioned like oh go on meetup you can find people and I was like okay cool so I went on meetup and I started creating this profile and I thought it was almost like one of those classified ads oh, <laughs> like hi I'm Rachel <laughs> this is what I do this is where I'm at I'm right. looking for people to like connect with right that's how I thought meetup worked okay so I hit submit and it turned like out like a professional dating app. I, I, but to be honest, kind but. of, but I guess I really didn't know. Yeah. I just was told, go on meetup. That's how you make friends. I was like, okay. So anyway, I hit submit and turned out I now like hosted a meetup group. I created a group and was now like the leader and have to do all these things. And I'm like, that's so not what I intended it to, to be, mm-hmm. but... I am a person who like takes on that challenge. It's like, okay, I made a mistake. I'm going to own it. So anyway, I had kind of just dabbled with this meetup thing and it was a bust. And then I said, okay, you know what? I have to go to other meetups to figure out how they're doing it. And I went to another meetup and Aaron was one of, I would say maybe about eight ladies showed up for that one. Mm-hmm. And she and I just really connected at that first meetup. So we agreed to get coffee or yeah. lunch or something like that. Or a flight of wine. One of those. Uh, actually, I'm sure it was. It, was. it really was. It was a flight of wine that I believe. at Cooper's Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and what turned into like an hour was like the day because we just had so much mm-hmm. in common and we really bonded and connected. And so we had just picked that up from like the get-go and that was what two three years ago yeah 
uh, it's coming up on th- a year fun, three. Because it's almost like a first date. Because I remember like calling my husband and being like, hey, "I have a new friend." It's <laughs> it's meetup did work. <laughs> See, it worked for what you were doing. That was the flip side of what I actually I meant to attend other meetups, not necessarily create my own, but right. through that learn and fail process, I figured out like you know I found my place and I found friends and that's really the outcome of what I expected yeah it's crazy how things work because I would have never gone to a meetup I don't think ever but my husband because I I feel like I just I went to college in the city like I have friends Mm -hmm. here I just didn't feel like I needed to build a network I felt like I knew people Um, but my husband's from Nebraska so when we got married he's the one that started going to different meetups Mm. so he could meet people and I would go a few times and then we started hosting our own because we're really big into leadership. So we did like the John Maxwell 21 Laws of Leadership. And like mm-hmm. we had a lot of people show up and it was just good discussion on like each chapter each week. Mm-hmm. And this woman that kept coming every week had her own meetup for women. So I was like, I'm just going to go like it's probably going to be lame, but I'm just <laughs> going to go support her. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be supportive. <laughs> And go to her meetup and see what her meetup's about. It's not going to be as cool as our leadership talks, but we'll go. <laughs> and then that's like crazy how it happens because that's, yeah, we went there and I don't really remember anyone else that was there. But yeah, just like a connection. And then we would get together and have conversations that just would take like we it would sounds weird, but it is like dating. It really like, is. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, when you're kind like, of in yeah. that, um, what, like the honeymoon phase of yeah. like dating Five minutes feels like, you know, it, go, yeah. it goes by so quick. Right. And it, I, I remember like on our first date, sitting at Cooper's <laughs> Hawk, so having our, our flight of wine. Yeah. We looked at the clock and we're like, oh my gosh, it's been like hours. Right. And because time flies when you're just really connected right. and like hours, good conversations. Right. And not so I remember. Superficial, like. Yeah. Right. And so I went home and I, I, just, I told my husband, I was like. I think I really like Aaron. <laughs> like, you know, it's like you call your girlfriend's like, I think he really likes me. That's hilarious. But I won't know until we go on a second right, flight. Right. You know, see, yeah, 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 exactly. Second. We'll see That'll my flight too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we had connected there and going forward, every time we met up, we had these conversations. We had talked about like, would this be cool if we could just create a podcast or a, uh, an outlet for other women to kind of take place and when the two of us were together or bringing a third or fourth person, it just became so raw and organic. And we all were, um, I think just at that point, like really felt our placing and Mm -hmm. we felt great that we were adding value, getting value. You really felt like fulfilled when you left, Mm -hmm. or at least that's how I felt. Like Mm -hmm. I really felt like that filled my cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would joke sometimes afterwards, like we should have recorded this conversation and that's how it kind of, I think a lot of Started, podcast like, oh. duos or, you know, those that co-host yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. And then they get into it. Okay, we've done this number of times. Mm-hmm. Why not put a microphone in front of us and let's just try this mm-hmm. and see yeah. what happens. And obviously it's been a success for you guys because yes. you're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. here we are. Yes. You know. And that was maybe about a year or so later because we had yeah. talked about it numerous times. And every time we left a great conversation, like, Damn it, we forgot to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And so this time, like a year later, when we finally sat down and said, listen, are we going to make this happen or not? Because mm-hmm. we have so much awesomeness to share. Yeah. And we want the whole world to hear. Right. And so we Everyone did. Everyone should hear what we're talking right. about. Right. Okay, so from those, convers- yeah. <laughs> well, from those conversations, when you finally did, okay, let's get the microphones, let's record. I mean, who did you, in your mind, think you were talking to? I mean, your target audience. Who do you think it would like be? Like her. So you're yeah. talking to each other as a target audience, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I felt like if we're having this great conversation, if I had, you know, multiples of me and you in this room, I feel like this would be a great session, like a great conversation. Um, And it just the way we play off of each other and like we have so many differences, but so many things in common. That's what makes this relationship really well. All right. So how long did it take from that, from that, okay, we're going to do this. It took like a year of just like, do we do it or do it? And then finally we just said, listen, let's, let's do this. And these are the topics that I think that we should really talk about because these are things that we're going through, things we've talked about over this past year um, and things that I feel like could really add value to our listeners. Mm -hmm. And so we structured down um, some bullets of of main topics and then we subsect that into um, smaller categories. Mm-hmm. And that gave us some planning ahead. So 
just I don't remember. I'd have to go through like my notebook because I have everything in there. But yeah. it was just kind of like life, work and relationships. And then we would break it down, like working with your partner, um, right. working from home, working while traveling. And so we would kind of subsect that and like our spins and our lessons and our in our takes on that were some of what our our episodes were about or okay. centered around. Yeah. How did you start to bring in guests then with that? Did, did you have certain guests in mind with certain categories or it just yeah. happened I, potentially? I think when we started, we had the idea to have some guests. Of, like we knew we wanted them. Um, and we know that they're, I guess for me, when you listen to podcasts or you listen to stories, sometimes you know how you always hear like the big story, right? Like today we're interviewing two-time best-selling author, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, great. I'm going to really relate to this person. <laughs> so we That's knew. That's <laughs> true. Some of you are just unrelatable. Yeah. And so you hope that the interview takes you to a relatable point. Sometimes it, it doesn't. doesn't. Because right. it's a book tour. And if it can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ultimately. And is that really going to inspire others? So we knew that just locally. I mean, obviously, we've had interviews with people throughout the United States, but we knew even people just locally that are like – what do you define success as, you know? So it's like if someone's doing something that they love to do because they want to do it and they're doing a good job of it, success, right? So kind of like how many women do we already know that are living successful lives, but just because they're not multimillionaires, <laughs> that doesn't mean they can't inspire Susie down the street, right? Mm-hmm. That that wants to just start a business or whatever. So it's kind of, I think when we knew we wanted to have guest interviews, we wanted someone that obviously had people that had some sort of accolade. They had to obviously have achieved something like in that and whatever it was that their goal was. Well, then you'd have no conversation topic. Right. Exactly. And then just to see that how that could inspire. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like how many people live around here that own a few spas and salons and they're successful, but you never hear their name. But that doesn't mean you can't hear and take to me. I feel like you can take so much more away from those people. Right. It's kind of like the millionaire next door book kind of idea mm. where it's like there's all these people around to learn from but we're flocked to like the billionaires and think that it has to be yeah and i think for our guests we really wanted to keep it real raw and relatable and it's about these women that just have real stories and mm-hmm. and it's not about you know two-time best-selling author and we're just going to talk about all the brags celebrations and wins right. although that is important because that person worked their butt off right. to get there but we're not going to talk just about the highlights we want to talk about yeah. the story how did you get there what inspired you what sucked right we want to know how long it took you uh you know to even start writing a book mm-hmm. or anything and it's just really the story the backstory to the story to where you are now and that i feel like really connects women is through storytelling mm-hmm. and through sharing the nitty-gritty details of things that absolutely suck and mm-hmm. they might be embarrassed or feel like a failure but yet that's what connects us women because we if we're looking at the highlights and you're just starting out or maybe even thinking about starting out there's this huge disconnect and this big gap Mm -hmm. and it's like how do you close that gap so that other people can feel real and relatable to you you know selling your second time best-selling author you know so like we want to make it relatable because at the end we're all in this together mm-hmm. and we're all we're all trying and striving to do the, the very best that we can with what we have. And everybody starts somewhere. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the kind of just like the, and everyone's the important failed. part. A oh, lot. Every <laughs> so. day. Every day. And there's no shame in failing because that's where the biggest growth and lessons occur. Right. All right. So you just talked about success and those mm-hmm. measures of success. Did you put some measures or have you put some measures of success on your own podcast? Yes. In regard, okay, talk about that. What, what, what are you using? Uh, so we host our, our podcast via Anchor. And so we look at our weekly numbers. And so on the dashboard, it has our analytics and, um, you know, the active listeners of where they're coming from. And so it, it's an amazing feeling to know that we are international. It's, it, you know, we have listeners in multiple countries, some country I didn't even know existed was on there. And I was like, hmm. sweet. <laughs> you know, obviously it's not our big population, but to know that we're reaching listeners around the world, that's such, that that's, uh, to me, I think it's like a great measure of success because we are using this platform to really showcase um, our messages and, and who we are. And if we can hit as many ears out there, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So we have that, uh, obviously, our downloads, our audience, and then it uh, gives us the um, per episode, how many listeners per episode. So it allows us to track which episodes are gaining the most attention 
And then it allows us to tweak maybe um, one our episodes to our um, titles and descriptions. And, and we take a lot of uh, take a big look at the analytics and the data and it kind of refine from there. And then also another form of uh, measuring our success is growing our podcast or our Facebook podcast community. So we grow. I mean, it's just great to see we have over 500 women in our group and we're less than a year old. And this is just really through word of mouth and referrals. And I feel like, you know, we didn't go down our list of Facebook friends and invite everybody, but to know that these people are coming organically because they they're they're actively listening. And that's that's to me is is a form of success because they're here because on their own will. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've created a safe haven for right. them. Yeah. To, to, not to feel silly asking a question. Right. That made And that's be, exactly w- with yeah. what we're doing. We're trying to con- oh, again confidence after hearing anything I say to ask anything. <laughs> right. But we're trying yeah. to we're trying to create that community and connection and belonging because, we, again, we're all women. We're all in it together. And it's like you should never feel just shy or, um, you know, uh, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Like, but you shouldn't have to feel weird about being yourself or asking a question but to know that there's always a safe place for you to just show up and do it and and you shouldn't have to fear asking something for being rejected or humiliated because we're all whether we've asked it we've all thought it yeah right i think too i get a lot of um like messages from people on facebook which always make you feel good sometimes i'll like screenshot them if i get them and send them to her but like just people that i've reached out that are like that listened to an episode and had a pot. It was like, oh, I just needed to hear it at that time, or I was having a bad day, or whatever. I mean, when we had this girl that I become build a relationship through Facebook because she lives in Arizona, but she was in our group, and I just asked her how she found us, and it was like, oh, I have a friend in Colorado that loves listening to you, and I was having a bad day, and she suggested you guys. And now, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, greatest, to me, that is I the just, greatest feeling. Yeah. In it, yeah. And then, uh, and then I guess outside of those messages, I, I look at, um, a lot of like the connections that are being made within our Facebook group that have nothing to do with us, but mm-hmm. because it just created that space where, um, like I have a friend that's like a stepmother and one of the girl ladies in our group specializes in like blended families and just how much they've been, she's been able to help her and her family. So it's like, has nothing to do with us. We just created a space where they connected and then people are having positive results within each other. I think that's cool when that happens and you're not a part of it. You just created the space for it to right, happen. Right. But then those kind of connections are being made and you get those messages where I'm like, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. And that's kind it of is. like almost like if that's all it ever did. It brought people together. Then yes. It had yeah. a, yeah, it had yeah. a successful turnout. Yes. All right. I get the question all the time when I'm starting to start talking to businesses who are wanting to look to podcasts and they're saying, okay, so how many times should I publish? How many times should I create a podcast? Talk about the process of how you decided to do the the the, the frequency that you are doing. We asked a lot of people too. Okay, right. um, we met. So we met some people that had been in podcasting for a while. Like obviously, I think that's normal when you're starting something sure. new. You want to be around and ask people that have had experience. And we knew that we didn't want a very long one. We wanted like 15 to 20 minutes, kind of like a commute kind of idea so we knew like we already kind of agreed on that i think that that's the time length of each episode we wanted um but it's also kind of something where you don't want to make it feel like a job you know what i mean like you don't want to make it feel like i have to do this so 15 to 20 minutes we can record four episodes in a day you know what i mean just batch it out so it doesn't seem like a a drag to go do like i have to go do this well when it starts to feel that way then you know you're kind of done which i still think it's fun i still (laughs) love it (laughs) i love it so we keep we did that and then we like we've messed up we've messed around with things like we'd mentioned about having guests where we would have two episodes a week one with us and then one with a guest and to me it's like that's just it's, it was a lot yeah. for everybody. <laughs> I think it was better like to leverage ourselves more mm-hmm. to just do weekly, I guess. I think if we had a shorter podcast, I think when people do things by themselves and they have like a five minute, you can do a daily, mm-hmm. whatever. I think we wanted weekly just to do something consistent, be constantly. We don't want to be, I think once a month, sometimes people kind of you might really like your episode and they forget about you. It's hard to get, harder to get traction. Yeah. I, I deal with a couple of clients that are doing monthly, but that's, that fits their schedule and yeah. that's how they do it. And it's and, and it took a longer time for them to gain the traction that they probably could have gotten within a year and a half. It's taken now three right. years to where they are now getting the love back. Right. And, you know, they're seeing all these U.S. metros show up that, you know, they, they, 
they're, they're, they're recording here in Columbus and, and they have a home base here in Columbus, but actually their top three metros are L.A., San Francisco, mm. and then Columbus. So that's interesting to see that build over time. I'd like to be big in L.A. and <laughs> – San Francisco. Is that what you said? So yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Our, what, our audience? Yeah, if we had a big audience. Uh, that, I, th- I believe that second or third, obviously, oh, Ohio okay. is first. Right. Yeah. yeah. And typically it is California, because that's where your LA. base people are. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting to see that. But I, I I know it would have grown faster because it's just it, you, you right. get more opportunity to, 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 to get those episodes out and such. But yeah. And, and to your point, too, I think it just comes down to a time. Yeah. How right. much time how much do we time have, have to do? You know, how long and is that episode going do, to be? then do it. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So- Listening to the, the handful of your episodes, going back to number one, as well mm-hmm. as the, the most recent four or five, um, you do showcase your individual businesses that you do and such. But how are you bringing that in and making sure that you're not bringing it in too much, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's conscious or subconscious? I think it's kind of just a subconscious thing because okay. that's us and we're, we've never felt that okay. we want to be salesy mm-hmm. and I know that obviously businesses need to make money and you know podcasting is a, is a platform for us to just really showcase our mis- mission and our message to the audience to also give it away for them to get to know us mm-hmm. and that's really to me when we first started this whole podcast like I said earlier was we want to just be real raw and just our authentic selves and have a safe platform that allows us to showcase us as individuals, but yet create that commonality for other women to know, you know, when they're listening to it, they're not like, just feel, okay, great. They're just talking about their business or their successes and all these awesome stuff. But to be, listen to us and get to know us and know that we're just real people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a firm believer in the whole, in any, like, not necessarily a business model, but like in life, you have to have that know, like, and trust factor and to me that's just something I hold near and dear because that's how I I also approach other people Um, you know and we actually just did an episode about like sales and it just Mm. uh, it was our network marketing episode and our our take on it is that I get it we're all in business to make money but we never want to be sales pitched to and I believe that our podcast it's a good episode right I I like that a lot kind of going and we did our really peeled back kind of stuff going yeah right I could could just envision those emails and the the, the IMs kind of would you leave me alone right (laughs) right where you want to be like I'm doing great Thanks for asking. Yes. No, I just, and it's funny because I just got one like the hour before I got down here and I screenshotted it to Aaron. I said, do I just reply with episode 51 or whatever that one was? You should. But it's, it's exactly the same thing is that it's about relationship building. And um, so, yeah, going back to this podcast, our podcast, we don't pitch ourselves on there and say, this is what we do. You should hurry. Offer ends, expires, blah, 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 blah. Come buy it for X dollars and thank you. Have a nice day where we incorporate our businesses into our everyday life. So if you listen to our podcast, you're going to know what Aaron and I do. And we hope that eventually you're just kind of like, wow, that's really cool. I'd love to read her book or I'd love to learn more about travel mm-hmm. or, you know, and so you get to know us. Yeah. And I think you've done a really good job of bringing the knowledge you have of being entrepreneurs to the podcast and Therefore, you have that base knowledge. Yeah. And I think like that's the biggest thing for me is when we talk about our businesses, not necessarily to talk about them or promote them, but more as a relatable stance of I uh, sucked at this or right. I started this. Or right. I, I did this great, but yeah. I sucked at that. Or like I learned that right. this is what I learned from mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was at any certain point in time, too. And so I think with like me doing network marketing for 13 years, that's a lot of working with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like that's something that I've gotten really good at, I guess, is just working with like different people, understanding people, knowing when you should, you know what I mean? Just different things like that. So it's not to talk about our business to sell them. It's about this is just the experience that I've had for doing this kind of like credibility almost mm-hmm. like. I'm not, if someone wanted to talk to me about network marketing, I'm not going to say I'm the best network marketer in the entire world, but 13 years I've learned some things like what not to do, like right. not to send a message right. like that, right. different things, I guess. So I don't know. I think I don't, I mean, I can't say cause I don't want to be biased, but I think we do a good job of just incorporating this is that- what we do. This is what we learned from it. This is what mm-hmm. we gained from it. This is, we sucked at, but got better at whatever. And 
Those are the messages. Can just kind of use our business those, just for right. Those are the messages I got from well, listening to episodes, quite frankly. So yeah, right. I, I love that you're doing that. That's why I wanted to bring that up yeah. as a question. And I feel like that if it's a part of your life, we need to showcase that part of mm-hmm. the life. Like like Aaron's going to be a mom, so why should she like not talk about her business? Mm-hmm. And so that's an important part of of what we do. So if we're on air to talk about the our life experiences and is part of our lifestyle, so that just happens to be one aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah. So you, you've got the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. How did you get that started? And and what was some social media strategy at the beginning as well, too? I mean, I'm assuming that kind of evolved into what it is. Yeah. But, but, but what were you thinking about when you first started? It's like, OK, we've got this podcast now. How are we going to promote it? I think Rachel's had like, OK, this is where our strengths and like different strengths and weaknesses come because mm-hmm. Rachel's very like, long-term thinking, planned, organized. She probably has like the next two years of the podcast, Three. like planned Three, out. okay, and, yeah. And I'm You're very like, yeah. yeah, like I like to be thinking ahead, but I'm very much like, okay. Like, like I, I just go with the flow. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I'm a very fluid person. But that makes you work well together. Yeah. That's so okay. She had the Facebook group, I think for a really long time. Oh, okay. She okay. had it okay. and yes. there was like 15 people in it. And I think, Again, like at timing for different thing. We talked about the podcast, whatever. And I think it's a difference of when people mentally buy in. So when I f- was like bought in, like, oh, we are going to do this. I just start like I invited a lot of like my friends to join the group sure. and I would send a message to all of them. I was like, hey, my friend and I are starting this podcast. This is what it's going to be about. If you don't want to be in the group, don't. But yeah. you know what I mean? Just so that they weren't kind of like. I hate when people just randomly add me to groups. Well, or so I wanted as well, to send a message or, to or everyone. You your, or you get, get your bases covered going, why did you tell me you were doing this? Right. I had joined a long time ago. Exactly. You know, so. So just did that. Like, so I think I spent like a night, I text her. Once I finally was like mentally bought in, I think I text her. I was like, okay, I invited like 50 people <laughs> to this. And then I think it just kind of like grew. Those people started inviting people. Or, and then it's kind of like goes back to your question about measuring success too, though, where it's like obviously people felt we were adding value because they would go and add yeah, their invite their friends and then just a natural organic thing i think from there mm-hmm. then yeah that then and you then, just keep meeting people like we always keep meeting new and new people you know what i'm saying more and more new people <laughs> about what we do so mm-hmm. they want to be a part of it or um if they want to or you know just guests a lot of guests that we've had to add people to it or okay. Yeah, it's just kind of really the word of mouth. So it's just uh, building. So like she said, you know, I I had just a small group. It was actually something completely different that I initially had the group for. Well, I I renamed it Mm -hmm. because the women that were in there were already like core members. Um, So it was a different uh, thing that I was that I had the group for. And I renamed the podcast or renamed the the Facebook group because I was like, oh, will this help with like the, the length of time because I had it for over a year. And I just thought it was a great thing that I didn't have to restart anything and have to, you know, invite new people. All I did was change the name. I invited some new people. She invited some new people. And again, that people would, you know, support us and then really found value in the content. So they invited and invited and invited. And that's like the really the power of like word of mouth and referrals. Mm-hmm. And like like we said, with the measuring of success, it's like to know that people are really um, genuinely inviting other other members to it or sharing an episode or promoting the episode, they're not just doing it because, you know, they they support Aaron and I. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because it, it's a great content. Like, they're seeing the value in it. And some of these people are like, mm-hmm. maybe three, four people removed that. I have to, mm-hmm. like, I'll go on Facebook and I'll look at them and like, you have friends of a friend of a friend. And I'm like, wow, we went like three, four people mm-hmm. deep. There's, you know, kind of like yeah. fa- family where yeah. you're removed or something. Kind of a Kevin Bacon feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, do you, uh, you hear horror stories of managing Facebook groups. I'm not, I'm not going to ask, are you having problems managing it? But um, do you see a point where you'll have to have somebody to manage it beyond yourself? Mm-hmm. Would you like to grow out that, you know, that big? We kind of talked about it a little bit before yeah. we started recording about, you know, what's what's a good size for a group? I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's a whatever that number is manageable. Again, Rachel's on top of it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on top of that, <laughs> yeah. too. So my philosophy is, is that I do what I do best and outsource the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. anything that requires a lot of time or things that I am not good at. I cannot spend my time, which is money, to do the things that take up a lot so i've asked for help Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we have an episode on that too. <laughs> Ask for help and you never know like how many other people are willing to step up and say, you know, I'd love to help. Like that's a strength of mine. I mm-hmm. love social media. And I'm like, great, that's not where I excel at. And so I've brought on a, a couple people to help manage the group. I have a new uh, new girl in our group, and she is phenomenal. And she mm-hmm. just really helps me take the lead. And she's going to be the community manager, and just helps with all of that. And so, um, you know, and it frees up time for me to do what I do best, and that's really the creative side and the building and the growing. Um, you know, it, it, not necessarily even with the podcast, but in all of my pillars of my brand. And I think too, we we have to with building a. a- community like that we we're all busy we have things to do so i know i make a a personal mission every day to go to the group and like interact with people but not all day so it's like i'll take like 20 minutes or whatever go in and interact because i genuinely do want to build relationships with these people there's some amazing freaking people in there and i'm like dang how have we not met before Mm -hmm. and so um so i think it's just a it's just a time management kind of thing figuring out where that fits within because I think it's important I think I don't ever want to get to a point where it's just a name and a face and someone else is doing everything and you're not really like right it knowing you know right like I don't know if Gary Vee personally responds still to everything on his Instagram maybe but like I want to be but he's probably doing but what he you're has doing. before yeah, yeah he's carved out some time right. because he needs to go mm-hmm. in there because obviously there's content from there he can pull out right for his own oh gosh how many yeah. things is he posting on daily right. or at least so feeding, feeding his team right. items and such. But you're, to your point, mm-hmm. too, your group is not on there all day as well, too. I think it's right. just that if you can respond within an X amount of time yeah. and, and the realistic expectations are that, mm-hmm. hey, we'll get we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk, you know, mm-hmm. sometime during the day. You've laid the groundwork. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And I've noticed, too, we, we've gotten better at sometimes people like post super, super. Mm, I think you gotta have fun in it too. It can't be like all business all the time. You know what I mean? Where people are sure. constantly like, I need, I'm doing this, biz- whatever. Sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta throw the goofy stuff in there to make, what fruit would you be? You know, like stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, we just had people something in there the other day. Like, that's what could get the most. Like, right. you gotta throw both in there. And I think you get to know people's personalities and things that way too. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, to answer the question, I guess a manageable group size. I don't really know because Rachel's on it already with people that can help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I just want to always be relationship driven. Yeah. Right. You hear a lot of success stories. Of be, you, once the group is large enough, somebody does raise their hand and say, yeah. I'll manage for you. I love yeah. this group. And I, that's, I really, what, that's exactly be, what happened. Yeah. Hmm. So I, there yeah. must be some top off number somewhere that it, all of a sudden the percentages are in your favor. Somebody's right. going to jump in. Yeah. And it, so having like our daily posts and themes and stuff. And now that I have somebody that's kind of helping with, um, you know, managing the whole group, it allows me more free time to step back and really build and focus on more of the relationship building mm-hmm. than feeling like, OK, I have to ju- just check the box because I have to get this group going and the momentum. And sometimes it's like I want to be on the other side and like, you know, reap what I sow. So if I'm building this I want group, to enjoy the group, right. not have to work in it. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think that's like kind of with social media. It's like you feel like you have to check all the boxes. You have to post and you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and so it's like, where's there actually fun in this engagement? Because now, like, if somebody does want to have a conversation, you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I spent like the past hour. And it's like, but you really didn't even do anything of the social part of it. You right. just like managed it. Yeah. I think groups have changed over time. They really it's, have. It's initially, it was that you kind of had that expectation that the person leading the group was there all the time. Yeah. It's like. You can't be kidding. Okay. But but that was there. That existed that way. And I think it's pulled back. And again, you got to take a read on who's in the group, too. Mm-hmm. From what outside looking in, I don't have a group myself, but mm-hmm. being part of groups kind of going, you know, I, I, the ones I'm a part of, you you feed me enough information. I'm, I'm cool. You're not blasting me with Facebook, right. you know, with a, with a post nonstop. I don't need to see that post all the time or, you know, right. memes or gifs mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be. It's like just, you know, once a day's cool. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> and I think the makeup of how Facebook is set up, too, as well, that you have easier access to the groups when you're on you know, uh, a laptop or desktop that you could click on the left. You know, it's easier yeah. to get to them versus it's got to be in your feed. So I think the development of that's helped uh, develop absolutely. groups yeah. for sure. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into the nuts and bolts in regards to what you do with the how you decided on equipment that you were going to use. And, and, you know, how did that process start up? <laughs> well, we, we actually... I bought the equipment, and so 
I did some research on it and it was actually, I had to write down because I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Blue Microphone Yeti Professional Mm -hmm. Microphone. I just found it off of Amazon. It was top rated and there was like some sound boom and some things and I was like, I don't even know these words. (laughs) So anyway, I just did the package bundle because that's what everyone else is buying and I had all the equipment and then when Aaron said, let's do this, we actually uh, found some guy that's local here and... um, Things happen for a reason. Yeah. I met this kid on Instagram and I was like, amazing personality and super fun. And we just got to talking and super down to earth and met up with us. And we talked about what we wanted to do. And it turned out he owned a production company and he had a studio. And we were like, well, we got to start now. God just basically placed this in our lap there right you now. Go. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all the because it is a lot of like the pot. Okay, I know this is going to be shocking for you guys, but my personality type, like, I'm like, yeah, creative, like, this is great, this will be great, we'll talk about this, 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 and then it's always, like, the hows. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess we do need to buy There are some, <laughs> all that stuff. How, right. I guess I can just this. yell from them, yeah, so, sure. um, but that is what stops a lot of people is, like, the, the how-tos, I guess, mm-hmm. and that's why we're... Rachel's good at finding the things, but yeah, you can research. But I'm good death. at networking and meeting people, so I met go. him. There you go. <laughs> Again, yin and yang yeah, kind of feel right. to it. No, that's yeah. like, that makes the great co-host. So of one person, out. one takes the other. So that's great. Yeah, yeah but, so, but I think there were a lot of resources. I don't know if you want to share like where you found out how to what to buy, like what well, was suggested. I was, to you. Yeah, just a Google search. I'm on my computer 24 seven, so I was like, okay, to get started, how? Do, what do I need? Um, you know, what kind of equipment, then the hosting, then um, how long should a length of a, uh, an episode be? And so like kind of the nitty gritties, like questions that would come to me, I literally just put them into Google and it, Google told me. So, and then so when we Powerful. when we met um, the guy, it's just great to know that we have a studio. So we have access to the studio um, here in Columbus and it's the Aftermark Studio, which I mean, they've just been so helpful and supportive uh, throughout this whole journey and to know that. Obviously, we can use our our Amazon equipment, but to know that like it kind of just it makes you feel like professional mm-hmm. when you're in a studio. So um, and more in the zone, right? Versus it, being at home, I guess. And it keeps us more, yeah, more focused. We have that professional equipment. Um, but anyone who's just getting started, I mean, you can do this at home because right. this is exactly what we're doing uh, or plan to do, and we have done a few episodes. Mm-hmm. you know in our homes but just get a basic microphone that's like i said this blue microphone yeti professional on amazon or just do like a podcast am, or podcast microphone for on on amazon and you're gonna find all the search results and just read the reviews the um that's what i did mm-hmm. i literally just read through okay sounds good this is what i need amazon you just suggest the bundle okay sure i'll probably use a sound boom i don't know what it yeah. is i'll figure it out as i go Great. Like, couldn't go wrong with boom. Right. You Sounds know, it's, good. It's I don't even know. Say, you would want you know, the sound yeah. boom. Right. <laughs> and so you just get the parts. We had, I okay, so we had the equipment. We had the co-hosts, you know, there's two of us together. And then we had episode topics. And then the next step was, okay, great. Now what do we do with it? Yeah. After we record it, <laughs> how then, do we get it to people? Right. And so that was like the editing. Um, so I outsource editing because all the things that I don't know how to do, yeah. tech related. Mm-hmm. So I went on Fiverr, found a couple guys on there, pitched them, told them what I was looking for. Then they started suggesting, well, what kind of music do you need for your intro? And I was like, I didn't even know about that. So <laughs> when you just start asking questions, you, you know, people are filling in the gaps ready to do this because this is what they do. Right. So. By asking and putting yourself out there and just admitting, like, hey, I'm just getting started. What do I need? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, do you have any resources? Okay, great. So I ended up getting the intro, outro music, worked with a couple guys on Fiverr. Then we started going into video. So we do our audio and video recordings. So then I had to start my quest over again, back to Fiverr, who does video editings for podcasts. And again, it's just being resourceful. Um, there's n- nothing you can't find on the internet. Right. And we're always open to helping people, too, because I know that people are like, oh, it's so daunting. Like, I want to start a podcast. I have no idea how. Well, that was me like last year. And I just figured it out. And that's part of our confident woman. We talk about this in episode one. We never know what we're doing, to be honest. Like, (laughs) we might look like we know what we're doing, but we're figuring out as we go. We have no clue until we start going and you build traction. Yeah. And I think, too, with like starting a podcast, anybody that wants to start one is just starting. It's just step by step. Mm -hmm. And then you figure out what you need along the way. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you don't need to go out and buy like the best of the best equipment or editing or or know how to edit. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Is there's like she said, Fiverr and Upwork. There's all kinds of places that you can go to find 
Sure. People to do what you need to do. You don't have to know how to do everything yeah. to start a podcast. You just yeah. have to have an idea and be excited about it. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I would suggest, too, uh, with with every mic, there's a technique on how to use the mic. And just search that up because I, mm-hmm. every mic will work. I totally agree. And it comes from my background in radio. Oh, yeah. But, but there, Are you cringing at what we just said? No, no, no. Not that, no. <laughs> the Yeti? Because, I have no idea. Because the Yeti is a great introduction to mic to get into and doing it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people still use Yetis and they're doing great with their podcast, but they've learned how to use the mic to sound good. And there's a position to wear how you talk into that microphone because it's a different makeup of that mic compared to, you know, the microphones we have in here where, mm-hmm. where you know, four to $600 a piece. You're going wow. to sound better in them, but you still can sound good in a, a, a Yeti microphone. I mean, I began this Note to Feature Me podcast by recording into my iPhone to prove that you could yeah. start recording and doing a podcast in an iPhone in the first 15 to 20 episodes. Because you can do that on Anchor, it, too. I right. played around on Anchor just yeah, to like sure. hear myself. And of course, you can you can do that. And I wanted to prove yeah. that that it's as simple as that. But you graduate right. into other things eventually when you grow with your podcast. And what I will say in reference to what you're talking about, microphones, if you're new to a podcast or you're wanting to start a podcast, everyone said this and I thought they were joking, but it's true. The hardest part is getting used to hearing your own voice. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Yes. It took it me is. a while. The first couple episodes, I'm like, oh, but now I just know what I sound like and just own it. Right. Yeah. Right. And what <laughs> you hear. Everyone, everyone will <laughs> yeah. go through that because yeah. you're only hearing yourself yeah. vibrate. Right. You don't hear what everybody else is hearing. And what you're hearing is what everybody else is hearing. So yep. they're not walking away, running away, going, don't talk to me. I can't say your voice. <laughs> your you know, voice. so it's OK. Yep. Right. right. And so I think we get scared because we hear ourselves like on a I don't I just did a video the other day on my iPhone. I was talking to my mother and. I played it back and I was like, oh my gosh, I sound like a, like a seven-year-old child. And it's like, do I really sound like that? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, because when I listen to my podcast, I sound like me, right. like how I would normally sound. Right. So yeah, I think we just get fearful of like the um, the mirrored sound back through mm-hmm. another, like, I don't know, your iPhone videos or something. Right, yeah. exactly. How did you choose um, with your hosting platform, you know, going with... Uh, um, anchor. anchor. Anchor, thank you. I, I, anchor, spaced. Yeah. I knew yeah. it was Anchor and just spaced on the name right there. Um, why did you choose that? There were quite a few options that we were looking at at the time. Um, so this was about almost a year ago. And the, at the studio, we were talking to a couple of guys there. And they were saying how Spotify had actually just bought Anchor. And since Spotify is huge, um, they were buying Anchor and it was supposed to put out put it out on more platforms i believe it was and just the i mean i didn't know anything i didn't know the difference between like this one versus anchor or anything um but they kind of sold me on the fact that on anchor being on spotify it's easier to host and it really really is like i am such a tech dummy i literally get the file and i drag and drop (laughs) like it could not be any more Mm -hmm. simple so when i heard simple drag drop i was like okay sign me <laughs> up and if you're on i think it's like eight eight plus platforms all on one resource and so mm-hmm. if all i got to do is drag and drop and obviously there's like the initial setup of like the rss feed which don't let those numbers scare you or letters um i don't know what it means either yeah. but it's simple like if you click on it anchor is pretty pretty dummy proof and it'll tell you how to set it up and then you go to the next one, you just click, like, hover over it, and it tells you where to do and what to do. Yeah. So super, super, super mm-hmm. easy, user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they changed over time. Anchor had a bad name initially until Spotify came in because mm-hmm. Anchor. But that because because Anchor is a very easy-to-use platform. Yes. There were, they Anchor is been poked in the eye for allowing so many podcasters to, you know, do one or two, and then they're done. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of one or twosies out there, and they're – but – I think they would have occurred no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, being free helps versus paying for a platform of nine, ten, twelve, nineteen dollars a month and such. Chance, you know, when you put the money into it, you're going to be mm-hmm. a little, probably a little bit longer term. Probably, probably, yeah. But at the same time, easy is easy. Right. <laughs> it gets you where you need to be, and it's gotten you now to almost a year anniversary in May. Yes, yeah. May. So what? You know, ultimately. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it yeah. does the job. It hosts the it podcast. Does. It does. Yeah. It does what you want it to <laughs> right, do. Exactly. Right. And that's why I asked the question, because I think that there are a lot of options out there in regards to hosting platforms. But you have to do your homework about what do you want it to do for you and think about it one year, two year, three years, five years right. from now and know that, OK, 
my podcast is going to be here five years. That's the goal, you know, more than just a year. What will it look like then? And will this platform do this for me? And Or is it easy to move to another one if I need to? Right. You know, depending on if I need something additional that I didn't even think about at the time. Yeah, and I think at the time there were some other options we were looking at, but they, you almost had to have like an individual. I think the other one was Lisbon. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the other platforms you had to have individual accounts. And like, I don't want to have like eight different logins and eight different mm-hmm. um, accounts through sure. across, whereas like Anchor, one, one and done. You get out to eight, which are, I believe it's eight. I could be mistaken, but it's all the major platforms. So instead of having to have like separate things and then drag and drop or upload your files across all that, I'm like, I'm just all about simplicity. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense for what right. you needed to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's why I asked, because I think, again, it's that you've got to judge on your own what you want to do. So what do you think of the the, the biggest challenges have been so far? Because you, you painted a really nice picture that it was actually not easy, but it was not, not as hard as we right. thought it was. Right. But what have been some challenges, though, so far and, and maybe what you think might be coming up? Um, I think challenges were... One, kind of having some really nice artwork done for the cover because um, oh, okay. we knew what we wanted, but yet we didn't have any graphic design skills. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we went to go have a photo shoot, which was actually really fun. So that was that, fun. Was, that was cool because we, we didn't even consider that. Yeah, but we hadn't yeah, considered it. I would imagine it. it would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's good because she's like competed. So she knows how to like model and work it. And I'm just like. <laughs> the awkward stare straight at a camera and smile. Show me, master, like, what to do. Yeah, like just place me in a position. <laughs> but, but it was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so there's just some of these, I think the challenges are really just the hiccups along the way that we don't even know exist until we come across like some road bump. Like, oh, okay, didn't know about this. You know, turn to Google or resources or, you know, yeah. whatever it is to kind of navigate around it. But I wouldn't say there was anything that was like big. I think sometimes we mentioned, um, because I feel like in a lot of our episodes, we talk about a lot of things because that's just how our brains work and go. So I think sometimes coming up with, I don't want to say new content because there's always new stuff, but it's always kind of around the same category, I guess, or episode of something we've done before. So it's, I think that's a challenge sometimes is just coming up with new like fr- new fresh episodes, new. yeah, it's something that's totally new. Because even if we have like a recording day, there's times where we're texting each other the night before, like, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> we go in and record. Sure. Um, so I think that's the biggest challenge is, is finding a, like um, content ideas for each episode that are different. That are right. right. How many times can you talk about networking? Right. Or but networking is a great about, content yeah. to talk about, though. Right. Yeah. Right. And and because our episodes are so bite sized, like fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty minutes, we can always have these longer episodes. Like I mean, I know that Aaron and I, when we did the the network marketing one, that was actually one of our longer ones, about twenty five minutes. My bad. I got excited but and kept talking. We could have kept talking <laughs> it about. Didn't feel long though. Okay. Honestly, it didn't. no, because the flow was there, and it you was. could tell like where there's the like this passion where there's certain topics we're just so passionate about, and that conversation we could have done so many different angles on it Mm. um i mean it could have easily been almost like a three-hour conversation but we're respective of our listeners Mm. time and we just knew like we really wanted to make that point Mm. and so you can come back to the same topic let's say again we're using network marketing and pitch it from a different angle um and then you can even spin it into like just overall like business side of it so there's so many so many approaches to the one main topic, and that's why we try to be pretty general. Um, let's just say if we picked a topic of like self-help, okay, how many different angles can we come mm-hmm. at it? And then, okay, that one was actually getting some great traction. Can we, you know, expand upon it? And yeah. how do we come from a different angle on that? Right, right. So future plans for the podcast, I, I can see one being a topic. Which is? Motherhood. Motherhood. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that. Goodness. Which is fantastic. I'm sure That's, this child's going to give me a lot to talk about. Sure. Well, and, and <laughs> life, it's not even life balances. Yeah. Priorities. It's right. how does one do this with, you know, your life right now. And in a right. moment's notice, your life has changed. And how does, how do, how Thanks do. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> what, what, what gets. Yeah. What has to change? What goes what the back has burner? To what goes, right, yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I could see that probably being, gosh, for the next We're gonna three have all years. Kinds of got, new that's ideas. your three year content mm-hmm. uh, strategy, isn't content. it? There you go. <laughs> I've, 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 I've already thought that part out. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure she has. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, we bet. What else? What else? Uh, so we plan to roll out with more um, live events. And so one of the big things that I'm really planning on and I'm, I'm hoping for fall of 2021 is that we're going to have this big live event, which we've already um, incorporated the name and, and it's a spinoff of The Confident Woman. And it's going to be the event for women to come to and really showcase like uh, takeaways from business, from parenting to it's kind of like that one one stop um women's event which would be hopefully like a two three day event and that's something that i see foresee it going in that direction where we bring in um leaders and experts in the industry as well as what aaron and i do and then we bring in the community as well and that's just something i really wanted to give back to the community but also broaden our reach to um you know internationally even and Mm -hmm. obviously here it's going to be these stepping stones to get to where our first live event for next year but to do more um, hands-on present um, here in the local community, not necessarily big events, but like bite-sized events for people to really come out, um, meet other women, get to know Aaron and I personally, as well as uh, showcasing and highlighting women in our community, your Facebook community as well, um, to really just build and grow and have that network. Um, and of course, we're not just limited just to Columbus, but we start here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we want to go. And again, we we can't just be social friends on Facebook, but yet to really put us put ourselves out there and connect with our with our people. Yeah, and I think we've been really lucky. We have a lot of we have a, a good core group, I guess, of people that when we've we've hosted events that have just been just purely just social events, just get yeah. together, mm-hmm. hang out, meet other women. Or whatever. So we've been fortunate in that sense that we do have a good solid core group. But like she said, like just to build from that and then inspire those connections, I guess, without us having to be there. Like I think it'd be really cool if people like example, like this girl from Arizona could like host something, you know what I mean? Just to bring things together. So kind of going, creating that atmosphere, even though we're in Columbus that can still happen anywhere. Right. Still use that same platform. And taking, you know, having our our name as the confident woman. And that really is about, um, you know, my, my philosophy is, you know, how to become your best and most confident self. And it all starts within. And so part of what we want to teach, coach and educate in our, in our events and not necessarily led just solely by Aaron and I is to give back. Mm-hmm. And so I want I want women that come to leave with like takeaways of like, wow, that was really inspiring. Or, you know, I made a connection or, so you know, just positive um, yeah. environment mm-hmm. and they leave with such positive experience. Intangible things. Right. To, absolutely. To and especially just not just start like here. a woohoo weekend. But like, right. Right. <laughs> Well, to inspire them to <laughs> yeah. want to when's the next one. Right. right. And so yep. we're, we planned this year to do more frequent, smaller ones to kind of build up the traction and momentum. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our big launch, which I'm hoping for, like I said, fall of 2021. I, I haven't completely mapped it out, but it will be more than a one day event. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I want to, um, you know, as we grow our podcast and our audience, people aren't just going to come from, you know, the central Columbus area, but yet bring in people from all over mm-hmm. if there's if the tra- if there's no travel ban right <laughs> for whatever's Hopefully, bothering us yeah. at that point in time <laughs> exactly so uh, to end what, what kind of advice would you give uh, a business owner no matter if it's an entrepreneur or you know owns a brick and mortar that they say you know what this is this is a space i need to be in this is a medium that i i listen to podcasts already too my marketing people's telling me i need to do this what advice would you give them do it like it's just it's the hardest part is getting started and thinking that like you're you're crippled by the fear of the unknown like how do I start where what do I do what's my next step and and people just sit on that fence and they just watch other people create these podcasts and they're just kind of like kicking themselves in the butt like why didn't I do that well you can and it literally is just you know being resourceful check out google you know it, Put in your search questions in the or questions in the search bar, or even just reach out to Aaron and I because we we're always down to help other people because that's part of what our what, who we are as people. Um, you know, we've been on the failure side, we've been on the the success side, and I love giving back so we can pay it forward. In the end, it's like we're all in this together to you know be our best and most confident selves, and yeah. that all starts from like putting yourself out there, ask questions, be resourceful. And don't let the fear of unknown stop you because you don't have to have all the steps figured out yet 
you just take one step at a time. I think, yeah, I think my advice would be more, um, I guess, in the mental space of a of an entrepreneur or someone starting business is um, I'm totally going to butcher this quote, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So this is a piece of it, but it was like a Winston Churchill quote that is like, never let a crisis or never take a crisis for granted or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. But I think like in businesses, like people expect I'm going to have this plan. It's going to be all laid out, this golden map. And then I just have to follow that where it's like, that's never going to happen. You're going to screw up so much. There's things you can't foresee happening. I think even now is a good example with like businesses suffer for things that they have zero control over. Um, So I just think like if you're starting any business or going down any path, like all of those things are going to happen. But there's so much that you can learn and take from it. Like don't Mm -hmm. quit at the first sign of a crisis. I don't even remember where I read it too, but I remember like I read that more millionaires were created in the Great Depression than ever before. Right. You know what I mean? So like crisis, like things are going to happen. Things aren't going to be perfect. You're going to screw up. You're going to make poor decisions. (laughs) You're going to have uncontrollable things that happen, but it's just like not taking them for granted. Like just learn from them, push through them and figure it out because that's where the, I don't want to say pride, but that's where the, Mm -hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Prize. Pride and prize Price on the other side. Sure, sure. You know? exactly. So that's my advice. I think people today see businesses marketed as like a very easy, you know what I mean? People sell oh, a course, yeah. follow my path, yeah. follow that. You know what I mean? Where I it's made just a like, million, you can too, exactly, by buying my course. Exactly. You know? yeah. So I just think like, don't let that make you think everything's going to be easy. Anything worth anything sucks at some point. Right. To, and, to sum it up eloquently. Sure. <laughs> sucks right. it sometimes. Yeah. So. And also kind of like how you see that person's already succeeded. And like yeah. I said earlier, you have this big gap that's that, that's all those stepping stones. And nobody just got from like, you know, like the starting line to the finish line overnight. Yeah. I mean, think of it as like, you know, a race or a marathon or whatever. Mm-hmm. One step in front of the other. And nobody knows what's like going to lie ahead around the bend. You know, something yeah. might, you know take you off track but it doesn't matter because you're still on course to finish achieve your goal and that's just really you got to be open to allowing people to help you and Mm -hmm. asking for help as well and just knowing why you started it Mm because if your mission is strong enough you're going to find out you're going to find a way to make it happen right i I think i know this is an exciting time for female podcasters women podcasters Mm -hmm. that um I, with my time in radio over 30 years, uh, it, it's just a, such a male-dominated medium. And I'm a guilty a little bit of it too. I, I, I had opportunities to hire – well, I could have hired women I, if they didn't apply. So I couldn't you know, to, right. to bring them in. But it's been so refreshing to get into podcasting and doing what I'm doing and working with businesses, female women-owned businesses or female-owned businesses. I know that's both. I, I, right. I'm going to cover my bases on that. That <laughs> podca- not offended by either one. Yeah. <laughs> and some are, though, now, and i got to watch what I do. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I'm excited that this, this medium has opened up a voice for you, mm-hmm. that it's so easy to get into. Mm-hmm. And but have a game plan. But at the end, you're doing such great work, mm-hmm. and you got that voice. And there's some great voices out there right now, and it's needed so badly, mm-hmm. so badly uh, that to have people just to, like you mentioned, you have somebody out of the blue text, I am you or text. You kind of go, I needed that episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, thanks. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm glad you got that out of it. Never you know, know that's yeah. you just never know. But I, I uh, that that excites me about this. This medium, because I think that's where the growth that's going to come from is this genre, this mm-hmm. niche, as well as co-hosts like you mm-hmm. doing the job that you're doing. And, and congratulations. I mean, well, it's, thank you. it's very thank great you. coming up on a year because a lot of podcasts don't make it this far. Yeah. They we just, just have so much fun it's doing it. Good. Yeah. It's I jokingly say this, like podcast day is my my second most favorite day of the week. That's great. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's Deadlift <laughs> days first. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, good luck with little the, the little one coming. <laughs> Thank you. And, and good luck with your little one coming too with the book. Your book. Yes. Yes. My book. We're <laughs> both. We 
we're both, both birthing things I, this year. Exactly, exactly. Well, birthing so. a human, I'm birthing a book, not things. But right. Yes. So uh, let's talk about where they can find you, your website. As, as, and we talked about basically a podcast is, can be found anywhere, but let's give a web address and what they can find there and then why to go there. Yeah, so on all platforms, social media, it's I am Rachel Brooks. And that's also the name of my website, I am Rachel and so that's a, I, I showcase a lot of the stuff that I'm going through, especially like my, my blogs. I love writing. Obviously, I'm writing a book and just a lot of my content. So you'll see my athletic line, uh, the Confident Woman podcast, and as well as the book is coming soon, which I still have to make a page for that. But it's coming. So a lot of uh, I mean, everything I do is on there. And part of me, if you follow me on all social medias, I'm just transparent. So like what you see is what you get. And so that's really um what I talk about even in my book and on the podcast. So I hope that I uh, get to see, you know, more people following in their the, the pursuit of their dreams as well as, you know, coming to find, find us on social media or in Facebook at the confident woman podcast with Rachel Brooks and Aaron Klein. And we'd love to have their, our women community there as well. And right. that's the same on Instagram too, is the confident woman podcast on Instagram. Um, there's fun stuff posted there every day. <laughs> I don't know who posts it, but so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there's stuff there. Um, on there, same thing on Facebook too. And then for my personal Instagram, it's Aaron underscore travels for life. Um, and my Facebook is Aaron McKay Klein because I've I wasn't ready to give up my my last name yet because it's cooler than Klein. McKay is way better, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so all of my posts are very just like exactly like Rachel, like pretty authentic, real raw. Um, I've not been afraid to showcase my terrifying experiences of becoming a mother and anything else that's on my mind, but in a nice way. It's fun. I like to keep my stuff fun, exciting. Is there a baby pool going on in the face group at all about when, you know, be born? Oh, we wait. should do that. That's yes. a good idea. Oh, I'll have my girl get on it. No, okay. Yeah. You should do it. It's yours. I'd be like, who thinks this baby's coming soon? If yeah. anyone guesses after my due date, I'm going to unfriend them. Mm. Oh, man. Like the sooner, oh, the better. Torture longer. Yeah. soon. But yeah. But I think, uh, I think on the, all of our confident woman, um, Social media stuff links to both of us anyways, too. So yeah, it does. If you sure. want to come just be a part of the community, cool. Sure. But if you think that we're awesome individuals, then you'll I find us too. You can be our friend. Right. Yeah, we, we're super cool we're in real life, too. new friends. And I, and I would I vouch for that. You guys are just knowing you now just for a couple of hours. <laughs> so exactly. Thanks again for being a part of the podcast. Thanks really for having it. us. Thank this you. has been fun. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm.